The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. There is a light that never goes out. It doesn't flicker, it doesn't fade, it doesn't go out. But just like anything else, if we turn away and we look towards another direction just long enough, we might forget that it's there. We might forget that there is indeed a light right there. You see, darkness has a way of deceiving us like that. You walk into a dark room, and if you look into that darkness just long enough, you might forget where the source of light is. It might even play trick on our minds and saying, well, when is this light going to end? But there is a light. There is a light that never goes out, and that light is Jesus. Jesus breaks into this world, breaks into this world so that you and I never have to go another day living in darkness. Jesus is God of light, God Emmanuel. And because of that, you and I never have to go another day living in darkness. But here's the thing about darkness. Even though darkness has been defeated by the presence of Christ, that doesn't mean that darkness won't try to battle us. Even though Darkness is aware of the presence that, of Christ that never goes out. It will start to battle us every day. And so unless we decide to fight back, to battle this darkness daily, we will live our lives as though we've been defeated. We might begin to live our lives as though we have no hope. We might live our lives as though we have nothing to offer the world. You see, friends, what I want to suggest to you this morning is that our battles in this life are mostly spiritual in nature. Scripture tells us this very clearly, that our battles are not with flesh and blood, but they are spiritual. So if our battles are spiritual, we need to engage them in a spiritual manner. So how do we do this? The Apostle Paul, in his first letter to the Thessalonians, gives the church and gives us 
a set of, of clear instructions of how to live in this light. And I'm only going to focus on three of those, the first three verses of our scripture reading this morning. It says this, starting in verse 16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So if we are going to remind darkness that there is indeed a light that never goes out, we need to start by choosing to rejoice. I want to suggest to you this morning that that is a choice that we make whether we are living in good times, whether we're living in particularly hard times, or we might even say we're living in an ordinary time, nothing exciting, good or bad is happening. It is a choice that we make to go out, find joy, and cling on to it and make it ours. And here's the good news about this. Even though it is our responsibility, it is something that we choose. God always provides the necessary elements for joy. You see, joy is where peace and, and excitement collide. Joy, it's a, it's a beautiful meaning of, of peace and excitement. And you know what I've found in life is that sometimes, even in, in hard times, even in difficult and trying and uncertain times, Peace isn't hard to find. We pray, somebody comes and, 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 be, and is the presence of Christ for us. And, and we find peace in the midst of our trials. But it's been my experience that excitement is a whole other thing. Excitement, is, it's harder to, to cling on to. You know, around here, this summer was a particularly trying and difficult time for, for us and for a lot of our friends and neighbors. I mean, it, it seems like it was a long time ago now, but it, it hasn't. It was just at the end of August where we were seeing our streets flooded and, and chaos and destruction and all sorts of mess. And, and it was really stressful and it was really scary. And it was all kinds of things that try to rob our peace. And yet, the testimonies that we heard time and time again was of God showing up a lot of times in the midst of a rescuer, a lot of times in the midst of a kind neighbor, a lot of times in all sorts of unexpected ways, so that even in the midst of a hard time, the peace of God was right there. 
but excitement. Excitement might be a little harder. And yet God provides that too. You see, uh, a week ago Friday, we gathered in this very room for one of our favorite nights here at First Methodist. One of our favorite nights of the whole year. And it's the, it's the night that our choir calls us and invites us into this space to, to sing some, some really beautiful tunes that remind us of the story of Christmas, that remind us of the happiness and the hope that Christmas brings. And it's just like the soundtrack that we get to sing for the rest of these days. We do this every year. It's a beautiful thing. And this particular year, it was extra special. Because if you happen to be in town that morning, you woke up like I did, you opened the front door, and there was just a beautiful blanket of snow covering the, the yard, covering our cars, all over the trees. I mean, if your street was like my street, there was not a single soul outside. It was like, you know, this is, this is my entire playground, right? And what's interesting is that everybody took photos. The kinds of things that never get photos the rest of the year. I mean, little branches and little places on our windshield. I mean, they never get photos, but they had snow. And so on this particular day, they get a photo. We were so excited. And that excitement carried over to that we, when we gathered here that evening. We were still talking about it. We, there was like, that was the talk of the town. Can you believe it? And we had our phones out. And look at this picture that I got. And look at that picture that I got. And there was just a, a, an excitement. You couldn't help but smile. Even the folks that sometimes need a little practice and smile. I mean, they couldn't help but smiling. I mean, you just could not help it. Some of you know that in my family this year, uh, we experienced an unexpected and, and hard loss at the end of the summer. And so these last few months have been a, a, a mixture of, of grieving and healing for us. And so that morning as we were outside, you know, you know we're the classic you know, family. Dad's got the pictures and the kid's running all wild all over the place. And, and mom is trying to make sure the kid doesn't break something so we don't have to end this party soon and go to the ER. In the midst of the laughter and the pictures, we reflected afterwards. And my wife said to me, you know, I, I hadn't experienced this excitement in a while. We knew God's peace had been with us because otherwise you just can't survive, you know, when something hard happens. But when we are in need of something to complete our joy, God provides it, even so far as to bring it to your front door. And friends, let me tell you, Darkness cannot overcome a child of God that is living in joy. Darkness cannot overcome or overwhelm a child of God that is living in joy. 
So make it a practice. Do not go a day without going out and looking for something to be joyful about. God will provide it if you, if you make it a purpose to go and grab it. Rejoice, Paul says. Rejoice always. The second thing he tells the church is to pray without ceasing. Pray nonstop. That doesn't particularly mean that you spend all your minutes of all your days just praying an unending prayer. What that does mean is that every moment of every day, no matter how hard, how busy, or how chaotic, is an opportunity for a holy moment with God. Yes, I'm also referring to finding yourself out in the middle of traffic on Dowling Road on Christmas season. All you wanted was a coffee, and you forgot that everybody in Jefferson County is going to be right there on that street at that particular minute. Yes, even that moment can be a holy moment for you to cry out to God. We have been on a journey of understanding and learning together here in this very church that prayer is something that is part of our job as the church. Remind you almost weekly that we don't just pray for our work in God. Prayer is our work. And that when we constantly are aware of that, of, of that opportunity to pray to God and we take advantage of it, whether big or small, it doesn't have to be a complicated prayer. Just simply acknowledging that God is with us and God hears us and making it a habit and a practice in our lives is enough to keep our eyes on the light of God. And darkness cannot scare a child of God that prays. Darkness will not overcome a child of God that prays without ceasing. The third thing that Paul tells us is to give thanks in every circumstance. You want to know an effective way to turn your eyes back on Jesus when you've realized that you've gotten distracted, when you've realized that you've gotten off the path a little bit, that you've gotten busy, that you haven't prayed, that you haven't gathered for worship, and you feel your soul a bit empty. Find something to be grateful for. Sit down in your favorite chair and make a list of everything you can think of, small and big. That is an effective way of turning our eyes back on Jesus. Gratitude. Gratitude is how you battle darkness that tries to make you forget who you are. 
Gratitude is how you counter some of these ugly things that we find ourselves struggling with, like self-pity or selfishness or bitterness and a host of these other ugly things that that distract us and, and make us forget that there is a light that never goes out. And when we are in that light and we can see clearly, we can know who we are in God. That we are alive. That we are made free. That we are a people that possess the power to overcome sin in our lives. That we are beautiful that we are talented, that we are capable of loving God with our whole hearts and loving this world and every one of our neighbors. The light of God brings that knowledge out in us. The light of God brings out that knowledge in us, friends. And so it's no wonder that most of our battles are spiritual because it's in the spiritual and our spiritual self where we can most easily be reminded who we are in God. Paul tells us in Romans that the Holy Spirit testifies to our spirit that we are children of God. That's why we're prone to be distracted in our spirit. That's why we're prone to just fill our hearts with with other things but the joy, but gratitude, but prayer. But you and I have the power and everything we need to choose to do so. To choose to remind darkness of the light that never goes out. And every time that we do, every time that we rejoice, even when we don't feel like it, every time that we pray, even when we don't feel like it, every time that we give thanks, even when we don't feel like it, it is as if we march ourselves right into the enemy's camp and shook back with our bare hands what darkness tries to rob from us. Friends, let me remind you this morning that the same power of Christ to bring light into this world resides in you. The power of Christ to bring light resides in you. And that light That light never goes out. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.